Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. True story. John Jansen was trying to leave early. Trying to leave early. And, you know, you can blame me for shooting my shot there. Shooters got to shoot. How would you not... How do you not want to talk to our next guest? Because I already talked with him today. I heard every single one of these picks we're about to talk about. No, you talked college football. Oh, I t- thought that's what we were going to talk about. I thought you said we were going to talk about bowl games. We're going to talk about tonight's game, too. Thursday Night Football. We're also going to mix in some NFL. Come on, big dog. I, lo- I love talking to Mark. That's why you wanted to leave early. Join no, I, I, was, I, I talked to them earlier. Joining us on the Gambler Hotline. He probably doesn't want to talk to me. From the Tough Cover Show, heard every Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler in Philadelphia, 11 to 1. It's the great Mark Henry Jr. Be sure to follow him at Mark Henry Jr. underscore. He's got all your picks. He's ready to go. And he's got great opinions. And he's got himself a hell of a holiday coming up here. Of course, he's a big time Christmas fan from what I understand. Uh, good evening, Mark. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing fantastic. As always, though, it's a shame. Like, I-, I come on here on Thursdays, and every week I'm like, I hate the Thursday night game. And I hate it again this week. It's a, it's a shame. Um, I wish I-, I wish I had all these picks. It's okay. Well, why- let's, let's dive into uh, your take there. Why do you hate tonight's game? Because this is... There's a lot of meaning behind this game. We're talking about one team with the biggest win streak going on right now that could possibly win their the division title with their fourth string quarterback. I don't know if Birdie gets hurt. He's the third string. Who knows? It's been a crazy run so far. The Seahawks, Geno Smith looked good earlier this year. They're still in the hunt for a playoff game. Like this game actually has some meaning. Oh. It's a great game. It's a very important game. Probably the best Thursday night game in uh, at least a month. Maybe uh, from month. Uh, what I can remember, I can't even remember the last good one. Uh, it's been it's been a while. We've gotten a lot of we've gotten a lot of Rams Raiders um, on, on Thursday night. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Bron a lot of Broncos. Yes. Uh, on Thursday night, so not it, no riding. Two teams in the hunt. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. so you're saying from the sports gambling perspective. Yes, yeah, because there's su- there's two such unknown variables at the two most important positions. With San Fran, obviously, you've got Brock Purdy, who, to steal a line from every newspaper and, you know, every writer out there, he's been pretty good. Uh, and then you have Geno Smith on the other side. And Geno Smith, I finally had kind of bought in on Geno Smith. My producer, Jeremy Horwath, on uh, Chalk Talk has been, you know, bombarding the listeners with Seahawks uh, with Seahawks optimism all year long. He picks them every week. He finally had kind of sold me. I went in on the Seahawks last week, and Geno Smith, did he turn back into a pumpkin? Like, mm-hmm. that's what I don't know. I, I, am I supposed to expect Geno to get back on track on where he was doing all year long? Or am I supposed to expect Geno to kind of be what we thought he was coming into this year? Uh, it, to me, the X factor, obviously Brock Purdy and how he performs and if he's healthy, that's very important. The X factor in this game is Geno Smith uh, and what Geno Smith is. And not only is that an X factor for this game, 
I have no idea what the Seattle Seahawks should do in this offseason with Geno Smith. It's one of the most interesting quarterback situations that I can remember. Well, they're going to have, correct me if I'm wrong, they're in top five, right? Or they're like, they, don't they have a, a pick coming back to them for something? Yes, they have the Denver pick, yes. which will be really high, and yeah. they also have their own. I'm an idiot, yes. So that Denver pick could very well be top three. Yeah, it's very much like a similar situation to golf with Detroit. The difference is golf with Detroit's under contract, so while Detroit has a, has a conversation to have, they don't have to decide whether or not they want to pay him. With Geno, if the Seahawks want to keep him, it's probably going to be for legitimate money. I mean, quarterbacks that start and have even an eight-game stretch like Geno had, they don't make less than $25 million. Like, maybe maybe you come up with a little bit of a hometown discount to give him the opportunity to start if you decide not to draft anybody. I, I just don't. And there will be a market for Geno if he's available. I mean, there's teams like the Colts out there that don't have a, a way to go up in the draft and get a high quarterback, but they're still going to be looking. So there's going to be a lot of, of QB needy teams and if Geno Smith's available, he will be at the top of that list. But if he's not available, it means Seattle probably mansioned the guy and paid him way more than we ever thought Geno would make in a career, let alone a year. I don't see that happening. I don't. Uh, I, I think, you know, you, you made the right, you know, like when you broke it down and said, hey, there could be a huge market for him because of uh, situation, circumstance, all of that, that's understood 100% I'm not going to argue with that because we talk about it every year how many good quarterbacks are actually in the league Geno Smith has been around he's got a veteran presence he's got a good head on his shoulders actually won a, a couple good games this year to me I think it's a real easy decision for Seattle you have to take one of those quarterbacks at the top especially if they're picking in the top five I get it you're not a big Stroud guy there are plenty of people that will be Geno Smith does not come off to me as a Jared Goff right now and it's funny one of the big reasons why is winning, John Jansen. One team is actually winning and looking good, and the other team, eh, ho-hum. We'll see what happens. Jared Goff actually has that offense running the right way in Detroit. Geno Smith, I don't know. Geno what is, Smith did for a what, Yeah, I mean, come time. on. What was, Let's what, not do the recency oh, bias. come on. Let's what was, not do what that. What was his best number? Stop it. Let's. Geno was playing really well. All right, but what, what's really well? Three touchdowns and a pick? Like that's not really good. That's wait, what? No, it's yeah. it's not. You, no, I, I think that's he's got twenty five touchdowns and eight interceptions, thirty four hundred yards. That's really good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, what? Gosh, he's throwing seventy one percent completion percentage. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, hang on. Bag it up. Bag it up. Um, he's I can tell in your voice how you're like, oh, wait. He's playing a little bit better than what I thought. All right, I'll give he's it to you. Right. I still don't look at it the similar situation. Also, hate to do it. Let's throw the age factor in there. Gino's what, 30? Oh, for sure. I, 33, you know, 32? Goff's in his it, 20s. It depends on what Seattle... What I I think Seattle could benefit from bolstering up that defense more. They're not talented on defense. They need more help. Kind of across the board. I think they have talent offensively and Kenneth Walker being one of those. But they, they need more. This isn't a, you get that quarterback, that rookie quarterback, and you're right back in the Super Bowl picture if he pans out. You know, they need to build that team more. And I think, why not go Geno Smith another year? I just asked a simple question here, Mark. It's like, can I win with Geno Smith? I don't think I could check the box. Yes. And, and, and maybe my bias kicks and in. And you with, check yes with Jared Goff? I do. Okay. I do. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is he the prettiest quarterback? Well, he is a pretty man, but, you know, is he the (laughs) prettiest player when it comes to his stats and all that? I'm sure he's flawed. I get it. Actually, you know what? Why well, continue to run my mouth here? Let me pull up your golf stats because oh, sure it's probably a little bit high, uh, lower than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because when he did I not do, have a Monterey St. Brown, he struggled. I do think golf is better. Like I, I would take golf if I was given an option of the two. But I, I do think Gino was playing out of his mind there for a while. There, it, it's it's really really tough for me to forget about how good Gino was. And it's Jared Goff has Gino, Gino Smith has better numbers than Jared Goff. Just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's had twenty two touchdowns and seven interceptions. He's got a lower completion percentage. Oh my goodness, dude, Gino, man, I'm I'm a little surprised when you dig a little bit deeper into the numbers at how well he is actually played out there. But like I said, I'm sticking to my guns on that one. You want to call me wrong? That's fine. But I I just feel like you can win with a guy like Jared Goff, and especially with the age that comes into a factor for whether or not I'm going to go ahead and, and take a quarterback. Jared Goff in Detroit, I'm fine with them not selecting a quarterback in the in the first round. Seattle, you have to do it. Sean Brace wrote Gino off. He didn't write back, though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. I love it. Mark Henry Jr. joining us here on the Gambler Hotline. All right. I'm making you make a play tonight. <laughs> if I So if I had to make a play, it would actually be a prop. The problem is that I always have with props. Like, if I really like a receiver to exploit a matchup, does that mean I bet the touchdown? Does that mean I bet the catches? Does it mean I bet the yards? I always struggle, and I feel like I always pick wrong. That's kind of why I stay away from the props. What I will say, and take this for what you will, I think Brandon Ayuk, it's fantasy football playoff season. I think Brandon Ayuk is going to win some folks some championships out there, some fantasy football championships with Debo out. I heard you guys talking before saying that Christian McCaffrey would be the ultimate benefactor uh, of the Debo injury. I kind of think Christian McCaffrey's been getting a ton of touches as is. Maybe he'll get a couple more here and there. I think the ultimate benefactor is going to be one of Ayuk and Kittle. And they've kind of shown with how important Kittle is as a, as a blocker that maybe they don't want to fully unleash him in these regular season games from a receiving perspective. I think we are going to get a very, very healthy dose of Brandon Ayuk. And the shame of the thing about Brandon Ayuk, I, I've always been a – a really, really big Brandon Ayuk fan dating back to his, uh, his draft profile from Arizona State. And people, he's kind of fallen under the radar a little bit. He had a really good rookie year. Coming into last year, was hyped up a lot. He was assumed to be the number one receiver in San Francisco going into the year last year. And then Debo absolutely exploded in a way that I think forced people to look at Brandon Ayuk as a number two or as not this top guy. But we've seen at times this year, he can be just as scary and dangerous as Debo can be at times. I think Brandon Ayuk is the key to the San Francisco 49ers offense down the stretch here and will definitely make some fantasy owners very happy. Not me. I don't have him in any league. All right. Yeah, I'm, uh, I think this is going to be an ugly one tonight. Again, 
<laughs> Again, I just continue to downplay Geno Smith a little bit here. But also, you know, with the, you know, Walker and the injury come back and all of a sudden, hey, come on down. You get to take on the number one Russian defense that is just, you know, uh, crushing opponents. And especially the last week, uh, last six weeks. So I'm going with the 49ers here. I like McCaffrey to score the anytime touchdown. And uh, I like the 49ers defense to continue what they've been able to do and hold teams uh, to limited points. So I'm going under 18 and a half, getting a decent little payout there on DraftKings Sportsbook. Looking forward to tonight's game, though, that's for sure. All right, stay in NFL, Mark. Talk to me about this weekend's card. We got games on Saturday, games on Sunday, a game on Monday night. What's the one game that's sticking out to you the most right now, NFL Week 15? It's funny. So obviously I host I host the Tough Cover radio show on Saturday, and I... I kind of hate the Saturday board. Like, I lean Vikings, but do I love the Vikings? I lean Browns, but do I love the Browns? I love the Sunday board. Saturday board scares me a little bit. The first game I'm going to, obviously, the marquee game of the week, the game everyone's got their eyes on. I'm talking Falcon Saints, of course. Uh, so that that's definitely the game I've got my eye on, and I love the Falcons in, in this game, plus four and a half. I like them on the money line at plus 184. I love the Falcons in this game. Ritter gets his first career start. Rookie QBs this year, 9-5 and five against the spread. The Falcons' offense has been really holding them back with Mariota, and they finally made the right decision to move on here. Atlanta scored 16 and 13 points over the last two weeks. They had a chance with the ball at the end of the game to win both of those games and lost by one possession, scoring 16 and 13 points. The offense cannot get worse. It will not get worse. Like, there's absolutely no way that they're going to go from, you know, like 30th in EPA to 32nd. As far as I'm concerned, I haven't seen enough from the Saints defense on a consistent basis to make me think, oh, Desmond Ritter's stepping into the belly of the beast. Like, yeah, the Saints were supposed to be good defensively. And, yeah, New Orleans is supposed to be a great environment. But I don't think it matters when your team absolutely stinks. The Saints are terrible. They are one of the worst teams in football. And I think them being a a four-and-a-half-point favorite against any team in the NFL besides maybe the Houston Texans is a complete mistake. I think the Falcons should not only not be a four and a half point dog in this game, I think they should be favored. Wow. New quarterback, rookie quarterback getting his first start doesn't scare you at all in the dome? It actually gets me a little bit excited. I think this is a game the Falcons will get up for. I think the players you have to be, especially on the defense, I think one of the underreported things this year is the Falcons defense has been better than you think especially over the last two weeks, they've given up less than 20 points in both games. As a defense, it has to be so deflating to know Marcus Mariota is going to throw a pick whenever the game gets close and to know that Marcus Mariota is going to struggle to get past the 50-yard line. As as I said last week when we talked about this, I'm not some Desmond Ritter super fan. I, I don't really know if he's ready for the NFL, but I don't think it can get worse. I And I don't see the Saints' offense as an offense that I think is going to win by a touchdown against anybody. Uh, so I, I think that the Falcons' offense will absolutely improve this week. The running game will improve this week, and I think that there's going to be a little bit of an a little bit of an fu from the Falcons' roster to Marcus Mariota. Duke walked out on them this week. Um, I think he had a kid too, so there's been some some weird wrinkles in that story, and I, I you know I don't know exactly what to believe, but it does seem a little weird. And when Arthur Smith talked about it. He did not sound too pleased uh, with Marcus Mariota, and I have to imagine the team feels the same way. I think they come out firing for Desmond Ritter. 
Talking to Mark Henry Jr. Mark Henry Jr. underscores where you can find him on socials. And over to the game that's speaking to us the most, I think, as a combo. Uh, Jansen, I'm trying to put words in your mouth here, but I think we both are on the Cincinnati Bengals here. Minus three yep. and a half on the yep. road at Tampa. And I think that this one could get a little ugly in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals here. Uh, uh, I think John is spot on where we have to go ahead and, and uh, you know, assess who the who the Buccaneers are at this point in time, and they're not a good football team at all. Uh, granted, they had that comeback victory against the Saints. You just spoke very highly of New Orleans, so uh, we know how good actually they really are. Uh, and then they go out and lucked into seven points against a great defense. Don't get me wrong, but that was an ugly performance as well. Cincinnati's a team that if they're putting it together, they can go out there and win by double digits. Um, I. You know, I was kind of thinking that they were going to lose that game last week due to just the number as far as the Browns, but I didn't put anything on it because I didn't know what you were getting with Deshaun Watson. And Cincinnati, all they do is continue to win here. What's your thoughts on that line at three and a half over at DraftKings Sportsbook? Not only do they continue to win, but they continue to cover. The Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow are a friend of the gambling community. Uh, they are 17, or Burrow is 17 and three against the spread. In his last 20 starts, Bengals are 18 and three against the spread in their last 21 games. The most profitable team against the spread in the NFL over the past two seasons. They've won and covered five straight. Burrow's 16 and seven against the spread on the road. The most profitable road quarterback since 2020. You could throw a dart at whatever trends you want in this game, and they're going to be favorable for the Bengals. The Buccaneers have been favored in 31 straight games. This is the first time in like two and a half years that the Buccaneers are an underdog. And I think that tells you a lot about Vegas finally giving in and saying, all right, this team stinks. We, we thought they would bounce back at some point. And I was kind of on the same wavelength. I've come on here, I don't know how many times, and told people to bet on the Buccaneers. And clearly, that hasn't been a great strategy. Brady's 0-6-1 against the spread in his last seven home starts. He's 1-9-1 against the spread in his last 11 starts. The Buccaneers are failing to cover the spread by 6.2 points per game this season, which is the worst against the spread margin in the entire NFL. And then one little fun stat to throw at the end here, after facing the 49ers this season, teams are 1-11 and in their next game, the worst record in the NFL. And I think most of the time I take those stats and I kind of roll my eyes at them. There's so many factors that can go into it. The 49ers beat you up on both sides of the ball. The 49ers make you work and make you pay, and it probably takes a physical toll. I think that's what's happening, and maybe that doesn't happen as much since it was such a blowout last week. But, man, that, that, all those trends certainly tell me that I agree. I think this game could get ugly for the Bengals. I think the, I think the Bengals are unequivocally a Super Bowl contender and a top-five team in the NFL. Let's go! They're on my uh, list of seven. Yeah, they're, they're getting up there for me. What do you mean getting up there? They've been Because I, I, no, I, I don't like the coach. I still think he's a dud. And I'm not. Yep. I'm always never sure about the defense, but they continue to play well. So I, how much, how long can I challenge that without just being wrong about it? No, I, the it's, it's a good team. There, the funny thing there is, I, I do a podcast with Shane Half, Chalk Talk, and he he hates Zach Taylor. Like he he does the all twenty two. He watches that stuff. At a certain point, can we admit that Zach Taylor is not a complete buffoon? Like, yeah, right. he went to the Super Bowl last year. He's like 10-4, and 9-4 and four at this point. I'm not a fan. Like, I'm not telling you he's a genius. I'm not telling you he's a top-10 head coach. But at a certain point, I think we at least have to admit he's competent, even if he does some things that we don't like. And some he's fine. He coaches really scared, play. though, and I don't like that. He coaches very well, he, conservative and scared. 
Well, at least you've got Lou Anarumo as the defensive coordinator on the other side who coaches anything but scared. Man, that yeah, that guy's I great. Yeah. To be, yep. I continue to be so impressed by, by what the Bengals' defense has been able to do, especially in the second half. You look at their second half defense, it's first in the NFL by like an insane margin, especially as of late. So Lou Anarumo should be on the, the short list of every team that's looking for a head coach this offseason, especially a team like the Broncos who plays Mahomes twice a year. The Bengals have done such a good job at defending the Chiefs and defending Mahomes. Anarumo has to be looked at for a job like that. Um, but one, one last thing on the Bengals. You mentioned the Browns game from last week. And, yeah, I'm not going to make a huge deal out of the fact that they beat the Browns 23-10, but they had really struggled with the Browns. Joe Burrow was 0-5 against Cleveland. They got that monkey off their back, and they beat a team that seemed to have their number to keep the hot streak rolling. I think that says a lot more than you think. It's December. It's time to win these games, as Joe Burrow said. Uh, before you get out of here, Mark Henry Jr., tomorrow we got two bowl games. Give me a play. Oh, the, the bowl games are interesting. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not looking at what's in Is Fresno one of those two games? Or is that mm, Saturday? That is Saturday, I believe. Well, that, that's my next one on the board. I don't like anything tomorrow. My next one on the board is Fresno over 28 and a half. That's for Saturday. Uh, Nice. Jay Painter is playing in this game. He's, they've scored 30-plus in like seven of their last eight games. And in the game they didn't, they scored 28 against the good Boise defense. Washington State, they just gave up 51 to Washington. Um, so I don't think that this defense is one to be afraid of. But my favorite play of the entire bowl season, UConn plus 10. They're a live dog. I'm a UConn hussy. I've been betting them every single week for the last three months at this point. I better keep it going against the Marshall team. But I think a lot of people assume is good because they beat my Notre Dame fighting Irish, but they stink as a favorite. Three and six against the spread as a favorite. They've been much better as an underdog, while UConn has been the exact opposite. They've been incredible as an underdog. Seven and one against the spread as an underdog with three outright wins. Take UConn with the points at plus 10 and sprinkle on the money line. That's, the, that's my favorite play of the entire bowl season. And I'm glad we just stumbled into this conversation to close up shop. I did not invite you into the Gambler Bowl Challenge. Are you kidding me? Well, it hasn't started, so I just inboxed <laughs> wow, you. You invited me like two well, days no, ago. Well, hold up, because he doesn't check his email. So I didn't send That's it. True. I didn't send it via email, and I meant to inbox him, and I forgot to do it. I just did it right now. Please make sure you sign up tonight. Absolutely. I'll do it right after that. You the man. All right, Mark. Can't thank you enough, man. Looking forward to Saturday's shows. Good luck on all your plays, sir. As always, let us know, man. Gino Country. Let's rock. <laughs> Love it. Get out of here. Love it. Gino Smith. Not buying it at all. It's a bloodbath, John Jansen. I don't, all right. If it's a bloodbath, let's just go see Avatar tonight. Why watch the game? Mm, no. I can't. Okay. I can't. I got to go home because I told you I was getting yelled at. So I got to make sure I'm. Okay. Perfect I'm the, reason not to go. I'm the good husband. I'm the good dad. I got to do. Uh, <laughs> you know? Not nah, kid. <laughs> You know the prop here. Here's a big issue right now. What we're going through. My my uh, my daughter won't sleep through the night. Right? And ah, that's not fun. No, but it, she doesn't bother me. But we figured it out. The thing is, when I put her to bed, she sleeps. But when mommy puts her to bed, she she knows mommy's there, and she like wakes up and she just goes plowing into the bed like, mommy, you know. But if I put her to bed, she I don't know, like she doesn't think mommy's there or something. So she sleeps through the night. So now daddy duty, got to put her to bed. That's all there's to it. So if you want to watch Avatar at 10 o'clock tonight, 
uh, until like two o'clock in the morning. Yes. No. What do you think I did? That's Tuesday. We'll do it Tuesday. We'll get all hopped up on Monster Energy drink and. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, it, it, we don't have to do that. We just get a large, large cup of uh, cola. There you go. And uh, some salt and butter on a bunch of popcorn. Are we going to share a popcorn? Absolutely. <laughs> you're, you're getting your own drink. But we share a popcorn because it's, it's, popcorn. It's, a free, it's a free refill for a large. So why would you buy two? Grubby hands up in my, my popcorn. My brother and I do that. <laughs> I mean, I can crush a whole large by oh, myself. Oh, God, right yeah. Now. Let's go. Come on. All right, fine. All right. Hey, good stuff all the way around. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, Brace for Winnings is available wherever you get your podcast at. We talk about tonight's game. We talk about all the six games that were primetime action over the weekend. Uh, tell a friend, subscribe, download, all that good stuff. Please, please, please. Can't thank you enough, everybody. Stick around. Coming up next, you got Beating Your Bookie, John Jensen, and the 6-0 and Poe. Hey, now. I'll talk to you tomorrow with a Friday Daily Ticket. 49ers to the house. Go Seahawks. Peace. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.